Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 44 and this is the review of Metal to the Masses, the grand final and by some extension the, the heat's leading to it in the shows before it. I mean, where do we start? So, for those that aren't aware, uh, Bloodstock have an annual thing where they have uh, several heats take place all across the, the, the country and in places in Europe and, um, and Poland and what have you. And bands... Uh, like it's almost like a battle of the bands, if you will. Uh, all kind of play, go through the heats, get to the final, and then if they win at the final, they go on to play Bloodstock on the on the new Blood stage, and that can open up a a wealth of of, of opportunity for them indoors. It's a fabulous sort of event, and very early on, a friend of mine, Andy Hughes, who runs Death Wave and also runs the whole of this sort of Metal to the Masses Mersey side. He approached me to de- be the MC. I didn't know really what an MC did and and kind of what they what the sort of role was. But he said that he needed someone to basically introduce the bands and say who the winners were and that type of thing and keep the, the show moving. So I was incredibly privileged to to be asked to do that. You know, uh, I wanted to try and do something for the our metal community and the people out there. I wanted to kind of represent and, and kind of put a spotlight onto metal uh, in my local scene. I'm a big believer in in getting out there and going to a show, big believer in finding your music yourself, not just looking on the internet, going out and going to a live show. I talk about this an incredible amount because it's this this it's the best way to go and see new music. And there is an absolute wealth of music out there. An absolute wealth. I thought I had a pretty good idea of what's the the pulse of metal, if you will. I thought I had a pretty good idea. I had no idea. There was a ton of bands that were kind of popping up and being suggested to me and I found a ton of new music over the course of the heat, it's not just the bands that play, you know, bands that have been suggested, bands that have sent me um, music to put on the, the show, at the end of this show, we'll have music at the end of this show, and I'm going to pretty much start doing that quite regularly, when I have uh, a band at the end, that I'd like to, I think are particularly good, and I think you should check out, so, an incredible amount of talent out here, and, and, and Andy Hughes does some, some sterling work, he's a real defender of the faith, as I've said before, he he will be putting on shows, and he has put on shows before. Aside from this, metal to the masses of of all kinds of stuff. So you know, please check out Deathwave Entertainment on on Facebook and what have you, and see kind of what's coming up because there's going to be some fantastic things coming up from from them. So I was tasked with being an MC, and I didn't really know how that how that worked. And I approached some of my friends, uh, Andrew O'Neill. I spoke to him about being an MC. Give me some great advice. A fabulous comedian who's got a, a book called The History of Heavy Metal. I suggest you check out. And he's also doing that as a live show now. It's fabulous sort of um, look at metal as a whole. I would strongly ask you to check that out as a sidebar. So he, he was explaining kind of what you should do as a, an MC. And it's about kind of getting the crowd built up and making noise and, and geeing them up basically so the, the band can just come on and play what they're, they're meant to do. And the first sort of heats were, were just great. Uh, what a what a community of, of metal we have out there, you know. So some of the bands that were playing were just ridiculously talented, ridiculously talented. I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting to be all, to, to for them not to be, but it was, I was just surprised by the caliber and quality of the songwriting, and of the bands that had won, uh, and stuff like that. They, who did won and played and were, were headlining, just it's superbly finished bands with like, you know, the all the merch in place, all the the kind of social media and, and websites all in place, the songs, albums, the whole attitude and the whole on stage look, all kind of almost finished. There's an absolute wealth of really quality metal out there. There really is, and it was only seen sort of like the bands that have won that kind of played the new blood stage. 
that I got to play on Sophie stage and that type of thing and uh, and and all the 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 important sort of move up that they've done and to to the the next levels. It's it's interesting just to see that and and what I was constantly saying throughout the whole process is that there is a route. There is a route for bands like bands are sitting there in the practice room. If you listen to this in the practice room now, waiting for the uh, <clears throat> waiting for the drummer to bring his stuff up the stairs. Stop what you're fucking doing and give him a hand. Fucking hell! But if you're sitting anywhere and 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 wondering kind of where this whole scene begins and where it goes to and how you get there, Bloodstock Metal to the Masses is the perfect example. So. You start off in a band and you play in 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 a room and then you get start to play shows and stuff. But how do you get to play a larger festival? How do you get introduced to management? How do you start working big supports and that type of thing? Well, metal to the masses is that route. Incredibly important. There's no other thing out there that exists like it. There's just there is no other thing that exists like it. So, as I went through the heats, I started to build. You know, I really on good understanding of the community that's out there and a lot of promoters. A big shout out to Ollie. Uh, do are out there doing their bits as well and, and putting shows down. I've seen way more shows. There's some great stuff coming up. Fall on Hope have got their album in full. I'll be going to that. That's going to be epic, that is. Um, the Onimus have got their single launch, uh, I believe, on the 22nd of next month, I believe. That's going to be fantastic as well. All this acts are, are out there, very much sort of for you to, for you to see. So working through the heats, I got a really good understanding of what was kind of out there and there's sort of the younger bands coming up some of the more established ones and what was going on fabulous just absolutely superb i don't know there's many genres of music that do that you know there's of course there's battle of the bands and stuff and you know christ pop idol and uh, an idol just and all that type of nonsense i'm sure that they but they don't really kind of take up someone who was singing on a street corner or playing in a practice room and go give them actually give them careers in most cases it destroys them like to be fair but with metal, it, 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 there's a real sort of sense of, you know, this is the route, this is the way forward. You go to Bloodstock, you perform Bloodstock, and it opens up a lot of doors. And like I said before, incredibly, incredibly important. So throughout the heats, there was there was lots of highlights. Um, you know, Maru's set and was was a particularly big highlight. It was difficult not to see them in the, in the final after seeing that set. And I became... With with Maru, I, I, it's death metal, it's black metal, it's kind of an, a, a wonderful amalgamation of, of, of extreme music. Um, I Like I said, I, I put my hands up, I'm not a, the, the biggest fan of absolutely extreme like Norwegian black metal and stuff like that and, and death metal. I, I know it, I know what I like, I like this, this certain things, I like, like death and I like, you know, Cannibal Corpse and Battery and all these kind of... You know, all these bands that are kind of from that sort of area and stuff. And, you know, um, uh, and I thought I had a pretty good understanding. But watching them, it really kind of went, made me go back and sort of pull apart sort of what, what was out there, which is exactly what, what, what seeing a band should do. Maru's set was, was particularly good. Um, I thought that Atanamia's set was, 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 was also pretty pretty amazing. No surprise there that both those bands made it to the... To the, to the final, you know, I I don't think there's there's any surprise there, but there was so much great stuff. I mean, go back and listen to the heats. I've I broke down each of the heats, so you know, so this isn't crazy long, and I tried to keep these types of type of sort of um shows kind of like about twenty minutes to half an hour long, because that's what people kind of kind of say after that it becomes fucking nonsense. Uh, it's probably nonsense right now, but 
go back and listen to the heats and kind of have a nice breakdown of the bands that played there. The Onimus didn't make through, for example, didn't go through to, 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 to the final. And they were just incredible. White Mammoth didn't, and they were incredible as well. It just shows you the high level of quality that was out there. So realistically, I just want to talk about the, 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 the final. And as I was walking up to the final, um, it was an earlier start. It was four bands and then two uh, co-headliners, if you will, or whatever you, the fuck you want to call it. So that's like, you know, that's six bands. There's a lot to get through and give everybody a decent sound check, give everybody some time. So we, we, the doors opened at half six. But as I was walking up to the to the place itself, what do I see out the corner of my eye? I see that the white bloodstock van with the bloodstock decals and stuff all on it. And I realised, yeah, of course, Mr. Simon Hall is going to be in attendance because he's pretty much at every... I th- I, I, Simon, have you missed any of the finals? I don't think you have. Now, fucking think about that. Think about that for a second. You know, I can't. I don't know how many did shows there is. It's in. It's in double figures, and they're all over the fucking place. Like I say, in Europe as well, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Hall goes to all of them, and he he announces at the final. I'm pretty sure he does. Think about that. Think about how much time and effort it takes to do that. You know, it, yes, it it's it's kind of you know it's funded by by the raffle and stuff like that for for VIP tickets, and I and and that takes care of that. But it's still an incredible amount of, of his own time, you know. If ever there was a, you know, there's a lot of important people in, in metal, you know, Vicky and that who run Bloodstock and, uh, but Simon Simon's one of those people that you know, everybody's always like, yeah, he's the man, but he, he is incredibly important. I've talked, we talked to him on the podcast. If you go back, I talked to him on the podcast about his own band Beholder, and then you know the stuff he was doing with, with Bloodstock. He's metal through and through. You know, with a little bit of candle in there for when he makes his candles. You know, he's he's metal through and through. Think about that. Think about going to every single show and seeing all that metal. You know, you almost get metal, would get metal fatigue, wouldn't you? But he, no, he 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 just completely he loves he loves what he's doing. You know, and yeah, he takes the piss out of you know. Oh, I'm 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 doing this and I'm doing that. And so much as he's like, you know, oh, it's a fucking. No, but he loves what he's doing. He loves what he's doing. Uh, funnily enough, I didn't know somebody has. He's got tattooed. I can't think of anything more British than this. He's got tattooed um, fear on one hand and knout on the other. Fear knout, and I just thought that was brilliant. It's very Simon Hall. I thought that was absolutely incredible. I only noticed that when I was and talked to him. But I've, I've known him ages, and if it's the first time I noticed he had that tattoos on his on his hands. But anyway, so he's there at the show. And he does all the answers. So I was like, well, well, what the fuck do I need to do then? Because if he's going to essentially MC and announce the winners, where do I kind of sit? So I was like, okay. So when we were talking to Simon, I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And he was like, well, you know, still still do your thing. Still still announce. What a fucking sweetheart. Still still announce and still do that. But obviously, you know, I, the job I'm here to do is to announce the winners. So we worked out a nice thing where he kind of got up and... And we went and and did some stuff here, and I got up in that as well, and I found I found it kind of nice because it got I stepped back a little bit from being MC and watched strangely, you know, or not strangely is one not the right word, but arguably one of the one of the best guys at doing it, you know, makes makes a nice crack at a uh, man of war, and um, not being not uh, playing Hellfest and stuff, and I just watched a, a really a guy who loves the business get really attached with his crowd and and kind of, and I thought that was fantastic you know it's, it like I've said before one of the humbling things about this whole process has been that it's not about me it's not about me it's, it, you have to remove all ego when you when you do these things especially as an MC the job for me is to make the show run well 
and for people to enjoy themselves and that's the sole sort of purpose for me so i don't like it's not about me getting up and going you know oh listen to the spoken metal show and fucking get more likes and all that bullshit you know the only time i promised myself that i would mention the spoken metal show is the very beginning when i say i say my catchphrase i hate that but it's like good afternoon good evening good metal my name's coop from the spoken metal show and that is it everything else is all about bigging up the bands and kind of you know putting forward the, the acts and stuff and getting the crowd excited because what happens is that they watch one band and then fuck off to the bar and stuff and I have to pull them back in and keep going and go, okay, this is how we're doing it, this is how the night's going to operate and this is how it's going to work and, you know, that's that's the kind of... That's the kind of best way to, to, to see it. So I don't get uh, any any ego in, involved in that. So I was happy to kind of stand back and well, watch the master, basically. And he is, he's just, you know, he's just... Oh, I can't tell you enough how important Simon Hall is. And he probably doesn't realise... Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But he's so fucking good on, on the mic. He's so good on the mic. I asked him about being uh, doing some MC work at the, at the at Bloodstock. And, he, you know, I'm, I'm sure if, if he can get something sorted, that'd be nice. But he, he, he could do it himself he just he just loves it he just loves this business and he's and here he is and he's not it's there's no bullshit so he's not turning up at the very end and going the United announcing the winners are blah 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 and then that's it he's there all fucking day you know he's setting up he's getting all his shit together setting his raffle up and all the rest of it he's outside you know talking to the fans pictures the fucking whole thing he's he's totally involved so what am i saying i'm saying that if you, if you want to give you a fucking customer report if you will like so Vicky, if you're listening, your you, your man Simon's fucking knocking around the park like you need me to tell you that. Like, um, I'll talk about Simon in a little bit about as well about the, the kind of the announcement stuff and the great things with that there. But let's get right into what's going on. So the first band up, and that's a tough job when you think about it. It's like fucking seven o'clock on a Saturday, and people are just kind of getting oh, okay. When's the show start? Blah blah blah. And the first band up are at Tanamia, so they've got to kind of pull everybody in. And kind of pull everybody kind of on guard almost straight away and and kind of get them g'd up and and make their assault for you know the the, the finalists is a competition after all where one of these bands will win and i i've really come to enjoy what a time are all about uh you know mac the 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 guitarist and singer is just is just a, a really good guy and another one of those dipped in metal guys he just is you know he just he's just all about that that he adores the music he adores the lifestyle and everything that comes with that and they're just a great great band they're just it's balls to the wall it's not fucking round they genuinely enjoy it they've got a, a you know just an energy about them that's just completely infectious if you ever looking to put a set together or a build together I should say where there's a band you're just like oh i just need a, a, an amazing opener just to get people absolutely on board they are your people they really are and watching them i just it was one of those where i was just like there's absolutely no pretension with them they're, they're absolutely like you know their message they're trying to sell is play really good metal that's it you know, it's it's really refreshing to see that, and it's just it, it's delivered without pretension, straight up, and 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 absolutely superb. And straight away, the place is fucking rocking. Straight away, there's people giving it giving it with all the. I mean, the place was was full, the place was full, and as it should be for the final. You know, sure, there's always going to be people who only turn up for the final. You know, I get that. There's always going to be there, but I mean, it was going to be much bigger. Christ, it was. Uh, it it was busy and in a really great way. So EBGB is becoming a really nice venue. To it feels very sort of like, 
like a nice little home because you've got the right hand side as you go in where all the bands play and you've got the left hand side is kind of the seated area and a lot of people were, were sitting there and kind of relaxing there and, and that type of thing and that's cool that's where i did some interviews which will later appear on bloodstock radio but also appear on the on the podcast too and um, that that was a really good place it's, it seems to be just laid out correctly uh, to to do that things and um, so yeah tanamir kicking off the, the show great just 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 great you know and and so we went then we moved to fall on hope and fall on hope i think i mean i don't want to give away who won you probably know who won by now but i'll try and retain some some semblance of non-spoilers until i tell you the exact what happened but fall on hope um I, I i when i watch these bands i think to myself where would i where do i see them whether i see them in a year maybe a couple of years where what do i think their direction's going to be and someone like Fall on Hope are two o'clock on the main stage at Bloodstock. And that's no you know, that's no shit that that's 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 how I genuinely see them. Maybe just before Evil Scarecrow play their set. If they feel like one of those bands, they're completely in, c- in control of what they're doing. Do you know uh I give them a very short intro, not as short as Maru's, but I give them a very short intro where it was like, you know, are you ready for war? Because that's what I can't wait to hear the new, the new album. It's a concept album, um, based on you know just I think I believe it's a war. I, I believe so. It's a, a, a several battles, and they're just they're just geared up to be entertaining and crowd interaction. I've never seen it like they're just they're completely constantly interacting with the audience. They've got chops from an audience sort of performance point of view that some bands don't get for several several years maybe never get at all where they can work the crowd and talk and interact with the crowd and i was just blown away by them again i was blown away by them and you know i think it's called rifles rifles is is a great song um they they were just one of those bands that you just know there's nothing you can add to them they're now just kind of the only way they're going to make to the next level is by playing the largest stages but they could command an audience i have no doubt of like you know forty thousand people fifty thousand people eat quite easily and it's it, it's it's friendly that's a weird thing to say in metal isn't it it's friendly is that i mean it's all encompassing it means that they're not they're not saying you know get the pit started they're not saying like you know fuck you fuck this it's not that sort of that connotation it's more like let's you know like i say i'm and a moth and and that type of thing it's that kind of viking kind of like power uplifting thing that they've got and it's absolutely superb it's absolutely superb the bassist is just you know i could quite happily see him in 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 any touring back metal band because he just completely understands the medium how he positions himself how he plays just brilliant and they're absolutely sweethearts as well i don't don't mind me saying this but behind the scenes absolute sweethearts just really easy to work with constantly like you know they said some very nice things about the podcast very nice things about what we were doing with the show and they are just i'm so looking forward to watching their show where they play the concept album in full because i really want to listen to what's going on sometimes i don't get to listen as much as i would like to do with the shows where i'm kind of helping set stuff up and doing bits and pieces and i miss like you know one or two songs i don't get to sit there and watch a whole set sometimes and i really want to sit down and kind of let that wash over me their whole kind of what they've got going i'd like to see a set where they have control and lord knows what's going to be like when they get like budgets for sets and stuff i just think it's going to be fantastic and um, fall on hope just they're, they're one of those bands that are just going to be they'll be a bloodstock come whatever happens they just they just will they just will 
So then, um, Maru. So Maru was uh, when we were talking to each of the bands. We asked kind of like, you know, is there anything you want, anything that, that type of thing. One of the things that Maru wants to do is create a bit of an ambience, certainly with the lights. So I was trying to work with the the the, the sound guy, and it's normally a different sound guy each week. Now it it can be quite quite difficult, and we were talking about lowering the lights and stuff like that. And they, I was talking about an introduction. I said, maybe we don't need an introduction for you guys at all, you know. And they were like, well, we need something to say, this is the start, if you know what I mean. So we, we kind of worked out that I would just come up and say, Maru, house lights would fall down and they would go into that. So that's kind of what we did. We didn't get it exactly right, but that's kind of what we did. The place was packed for Maru. Um, people know that they're, that, that they're special and they are special. I position myself uh, in the other side we were on the the right hand side, but I positioned myself on the left because I wanted to see the guitarist play more. Because I really like what what he what he's been doing, and there was a bit more. The sounds was better this time, and I think that you know, things like the keys I kind of kind of pulled out a little bit. They were they were extraordinary, just extraordinary. As a see, see imagine a situation they don't end the songs. Big round of applause, thank you very much. That's not what they're doing. There's not like a. You know, this is beginning, middle, and end, but it's not so much as like you know, there's no, there's no crowd work going on here, you know, there's, it's not like that. There's no s- s- sections where people clap or chant or anything like that. It's not geared like that. It's not geared at all like that. It's more creating an ambience. You, you almost like going to into a cathedral with them. You know, this is massive sound and an ornate sound and. You just kind of look around and 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 just take it in. You know that's that's really kind of what happens. They have a wonderful line and discomfort. The music's not comfortable. It's it's meant to be jarring. It's meant to be upsetting. It's meant to get under your skin. You know, from a guitar playing point of view, it's hugely heavy, uh, with huge swabs of 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 metal getting thrown out there and 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 stabbing. Uh, it, it type of thing. It's like a, it's like an organized fucking attack. It's just really kind of aggressive in an entirely different way than being forceful aggressive. There's a power to it, sure. The drummer's insanely good. There's a power to it, but what it is is, it, like I say, it's more like a, a dark church. It's a dark cathedral of uh, you know, some of the imagery that's concocted and. And there was an incredible moment after after the other set as well, the previous set they played in the heat to it. There was a pause when they finished and then everybody started applauding wildly and it was almost like people like, fuck, whoa, and kind of snapped too and kind of came out of their the kind of hypnosis of it, this mass hypnosis, if you will, of the, of the whole sort of evening of what they were producing. And it just came away just be even more enjoying what they're doing. They're going to be... They're going to be insanely good. I believe they're playing some shows in Europe. What was great was that none of the stuff that you could, that you hear, that you heard there could be heard anywhere else. A lot. That's the case for a lot of these bands. The the only way you could see this music or hear this music, I should say, was actually being at the show. You couldn't. You can't download it. You can't Google it. You can't do any of that shit. You have to go to a show and fucking watch the band. Actually, watch it kind of happen. You know, so their 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 set is largely 
experience only at the moment, you know, where you can, the only way you can see it is actually go and see it. And that's probably the best way you should experience it because there's no way, there's no way you're going to get the effect just through the music of, of Maru. No, no way you're going to get that effect of, of being in that room, of that, the house lights going down, of being a very solemn and very kind of thing. And just this fucking, as uh, Simon Hall said, fucking absolute filth, you know, absolutely filthy sort of, dark music like you know and you're not going to get that on the record well you get some of it but it's the only way you're going to experience that is is live it's just as simple as that's the only way you're going to experience that which is obviously what i suggest you do and then we had a midnight prophecy one of the interesting things about prophecy is obviously i get up and do you know say hello hello blah blah blah. you introduce bands and stuff and before we're doing that the singer was was warming up be, be behind like where the, the, there's like an archway where the drums are and just to the right he was warming up and without the microphone you could hear him better than me you know, what a set of pipes what a just a, a fantastic vocal range that that guy has and the band themselves are, are just like i was taught i keep repeating this and i don't want to repeat myself too much but it's true is that these are finished acts these are finished acts with collections of songs with you know with ability and skill and and experience in front of an audience who were just waiting for their next sort of move waiting for the next thing and that next thing is a live show in front of a festival crowd that's the next thing for them and that's what you can see you get to see now you get to see bands develop in front of your eyes you'll get to see someone like maru kind of gestating and grow into something you know even darker you know you're going to get to see a tanamir trying out stuff and extending stuff and adding middle eights and what have you they think works for the crowd you're going to get to see that now you're going to get to see that kind of at this stage imagine like i always say imagine seeing a large band like metallica imagine seeing them with mustaine and playing you know uh the four horsemen or mechanics whatever you want to call it and seeing that and then seeing that fast forward to when they played manchester last week seeing them play that and kind of see do they didn't play four horsemen but you know the point being is seeing a song move through its ages to become what it is I think that's insanely good, you know, it's insanely good and kind of see a band grow and learn and go, okay, this is how we play that song. And then see how they take an album, a song onto an album or take it vice versa from an album to a live context. You know, I think that someone like Maru is a perfect example where you're going to get a whole different experience on the record, which is going to be fantastic. But then live, they get the chance to really kind of spread the wings and kind of show what they've got. Midnight Prophecy are very much like that. There's not an ounce of fat on the on their set. It is completely geared to to, to kill. Like they have the fantastic songs, fantastic. I mean, the crowd were just red hot for the crowd. Red hot anyway. The crowd were really really good at this at this final, where they were kind of really open to what was going on. There was band, obviously there's people there to see one band. A lot of the times you had to go. Oh, I want to see one band or two bands or whatever, but I, I seen in the crowd the the the, the lead singer the defi- uh, deified. The guys in Reaper were were also there. Everybody was kind of there supporting each other, which is just a fucking brilliant thing. There's Reaper t-shirts everywhere. Deified was front and centre while the bands were on. They weren't in a fucking car. They weren't going to get something to eat. You know, they weren't doing any of that shit. They were there to to support bands and, and watch music and fucking just listen to metal, you know. So then we had two... Sort of headlines, co-headlines. I don't really care for that type of thing, you know, saying co-headlines or whatever. It's just bands are on. And the first one on was Reaper. And I know Dan. Dan's a friend of mine, the the, the, lead, the lead singer and guitar player. And an incredibly talented individual, as I've told anybody that will listen. 
and so so I was right up to see them. You know, made sure I got really really close to see them, and kind of one of my jobs is to kind of help things run to time as well, get people on and off and stuff. So they were a little bit over, get coming on, and I thought, okay, well that's fair enough. A minute here, a minute there, ain't too bad. And then things got worse. So then the the the, the sound wasn't really good. They needed to set up some things that weren't working. The guitarist was having a hell of a time with some feedback and stuff through his through his amp. Felt like my old teching days. I felt like I should have gone up there and started teching bits and pieces. So we give them a little bit of sort of room to manoeuvre, but it wasn't working. And it became very quickly apparent to me anyway, probably some people in the crowd, because there was, you know, when feedback kicks off and people go, oh, because it goes, Rrr. but this was like extended feedback and stuff, and it was causing some problems. And, and the sound just didn't sound as it was making it at all, which was weird because we just had like four bands on that would have killed it. And then, it, and it felt like, it was going to be a car crash and I was really kind of like oh shit this is one of my bands that I really like and I really like Dan and I was hoping they'd do a lot better this is this 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 is this going to be a car wreck and I was like fucking hell this could be quite embarrassing you know and I thought oh god what am I going to say and this is awful because it's the first time they played kind of recently as far as I'm aware and I was like shit this is going to be a fucking car wreck and then something weird happened the I mean, the first note, they went and they just, I don't know, through anxiety or whatever, they just threw themselves in that first song and it all come together. I, I can't really explain it because it shouldn't have done, but it did. And it was just like, people were like, what the fuck? Because it was like old school Megadeth and all that kind of great thrash, 80s thrash stuff. And they were just on fire. They were just on fire. It was just track after track. I mean, it didn't. The problem was is that they didn't get to time to uh, kind of play that long because they were, they probably lost maybe two or three, three songs from being able to do that. You know, did you know? But that's okay. But they were absolutely fucking insanely good. In in like like really like strong. And I was expecting them to be, but it was after that sort of intro where it didn't work very well, or the soundtrack, I should say, but then to explode the gates. So they only got a shorter amount of things. But Christ, at the end of it, um, they were just like, I, I, they came off and, and I went up and I, 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 made, I made, I had to tell them, I was like, listen, you need to know that that should have been a fucking car wreck, but in quite the reverse, it was the best set that so far that that night. It was absolutely superb there. Reaper gonna feel like something special because they are something special, you know. They, they, we're on the cusp of the, the the new material. Death tracks is is the new the new single we put out there, and that's the song, by the way, that's going to be the end of this podcast. But listen to that and 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 tell me that that's not an exciting prospect. That's not an exciting band coming up. Tell me that's that's not going to be 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 amazing. And I'll call you a fucking liar. So they were they were superb. They were superb. So. I thought we'd probably seen that. You know, I thought Maru's set was something else. Thought the Reaper set was, and I thought you're probably not going to see anything much better than that now. I think that's probably the line. And then Deified launched up. Sweet Jesus. Um. So what you I tell you what you need to know about Deified is that I don't know how to pronounce the name of their band properly. Is it Deified? Deified? I, I think it's Deified. Let's say it. Let's say it is. I'm sure they correct me. Is 
lead singer who was fucking in work that day and come from from there and there's, that's a story as well it's true same with the anonymous these are guys that have jobs of a day and by night come and do this Simon all tells a story about a guy who flew in from fucking another country to do this show not our show another show and then flew back out which is just fucking what a dedication to the cause but therefore these are working people who just have a, a life you know what I mean and this is therefore won and played on in Bloodstock you know so, and they're doing really well but um, there, there, there's something else. So before the show, they were, you know, the um, the bassist was talking to me and said he really enjoyed the show, which was very, very kind to them. And a lot, in fact, a lot of people actually said how much they enjoyed the show. I sound surprised. I am surprised because you know I didn't think anybody was listening to 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 this stuff sometimes. But there obviously are people out there who are listening, and I, and I, th- I thank you very much for doing that. Thank you very much for sharing this stuff and. And the comments and the suggestions of bands that you've sent to me as well. It's incredibly important. I don't care necessarily how many likes whatever social media's got. It's nice because it shows you people are listening. But when someone comes up to you at a show and says, you know, what you said about festivals was absolutely spot on. That's pretty cool. I quite like that. So, the you know, and I just the, the laughing and joking amongst the deified lads. Like, you know, because uh, the lead singer has a long beard, I have a beard, straight away there's the comedy from that. And I saw him, like I say, in the crowd during like Midnight Prophecy and a couple of the other band sets. And he just, just what a, t- just a top bloke, just top bloke. And what a fucking band. So they go, and here's, here's what's interesting, like, and it's something I didn't mention before. After every sort of band's played, Simon Hall gets up and talks up the, the raffle and stuff and talks up the band and, and what have you. He watches all those bands. Think about that. He doesn't kind of go the last song or the first song and then fuck off somewhere. He watches all the bands. And I watched him do this. Watch the bands. Go on. Shake the hands of the bands and say something to all of them. He probably knows all of them personally. Think how many bands that is across how many fucking finals... And he and you know and he's like this fucking, you know, wonderful metal uncle, <laughs> you know that's like a, yeah you know, and 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 he has this 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 wonderful way of uh with 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 every single band that plays, but he watches all those acts. Think about that. How many fucking bands have you seen? I'm trying, guaranteeing you, Simon Hall's seen more. It just I thought that was incredible. Um, but one of the things that Deified I think did really well, apart from being fucking unbelievably tight, was that um. The lead singer would would break up moments by with laughing and joking. He fucked up a couple of times doing a vocal thing, but ma- made a joke about it. The banter between it is was fucking. It reminded me. It sort of reminded me of Pantera back in the earlier days, not the early early days when it was fucking um, light comes out of black with Rob Halford. Not those days, but the days when it was like you know um, vulgar display just before vulgar display, where. Phil would make jokes with the audience and so with Daryl and stuff, and then they would just go into a fucking amazingly heavy crushing riff, and and that was and and it, and it somehow made it heavier because there was a they were laughing and joking. That's what they I've got. They just the the real band that would would just you know shipwrecked. What a fucking great name for a song and a great song as well. There's just so much fucking energy and force. I was just so impressed at and and the quality of the writing of what was going on and like I say as I said the lead singer's ability to be both compl- incredibly earnest incredibly driven and, and to the point of, and you know, and angry and pissed off and then then to completely change that and be like laughing and joking and draw the the, the crowd in see what else I've seen as well I saw Simon all get a f- towel that was on the thing yeah and towel down the other guitarist's face 
And although he was laughing about it when he was doing it, he did it because he did guitarist's face was fucking covered in sweat and he needed someone to towel his face off. So Simon Hall did that. You know what I mean? It's just fucking you know, what a what a fucking what a fucking insane insane sort of situation we're in, you know. So that was so that was the two headlines. So who was the best act on, on that night? It's difficult to say. I mean Maru set incredible elements of Fall on Hope set I was just blown away with. You know, Reaper's entire set, Deified's entire set. There was so much fucking metal on on show. It was just fucking ridiculous. And one of the things that, that all the bands were saying backstage, if you will, or in the green area or whatever it is, one of the things that they were saying was that there was an incredible diversity in the music that was there. Yeah, black metal and kind of war metal, if you will, thrash metal. Everything was kind of progressive metal. Everything was kind of laid out there, which is insanely good because you don't want one type. It was just an incredible sort of smorgasbord, if you will, terrible word, for of metal. It was an incredible sort of smorgasbord, sort of absolute sort of vindication of the scene and so much as there's an enormous amount of, don't, I don't like this type of music okay there's another type of uh, metal coming up you know and I thought that in every all the bands were kind of there to, to see that I also seen bands wearing other bands t-shirts like people wearing Reaper t-shirts and be like I think uh, lead singer Fall and Hope had a Reaper t-shirt I'm thinking about that that's fucking class that is that's a class act right there and that type of the backstage atmosphere and the whole atmosphere throughout all the sound checks was just absolutely superb. You know, to this point, I want to take some time to shout out to some of the people involved in the process. Now, naturally, Andy Hughes is you know he's the man, and he got him on stage, and I think he got a word out of him. Sam and all, I was desperately trying to get to him to say something on stage throughout the heat as well. But that's not Andy's thing. Andy's not the guy. He doesn't he's not doing it. So there's a statue fucking erected erected in the middle of fucking Liverpool to the to God of Metal, and he wants to be here. That's not what he's wanting to do at all. It's Andy wants to keep the scene alive and wants to be part of it. And if someone says thank you for it, then I'm sure he's very happy with that. But he just genuinely enjoys it. At one point, I think it was Deified set, he fucking, because he had to do something, he bolts through the crowd, he's up at the fucking front, at the front, fucking flailing and fucking giving the, the windmill uh, hair like and all that. You just don't see that by other, some other promoters outside of on metal. You just don't fucking see that. Um, and then you had uh, the fabulous Phil. Phil takes the, the, all the, the photos from, from the shows. And he's um, he's got an incredibly good eye, you know. You can tell he's a fan of the of the music as well, and he's kind of he's a good barometer if things are going well or not. If Phil's giving me the nod, I tend to think that he's prob we're probably doing all right. And then Andy, Andy's the guy with the beard uh, at the front who's taken, who's taken the money and kind of, you know, doing all that type of thing. And 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 it's all these people are unsung. No one's getting paid. No fucking wage to this. These are all unsung heroes. And and these are the people that you that need to be a, a shout out. So I'm mentioning you guys now and saying thanks for, for the, the time and effort you you put in, and um, Keith as well. Uh, the 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 sound guy of that particular night. Although all the sound guys did a really good job. Some of them are like kind of flyings almost. They kind of just jump in. They've got to do a metal show and and sometimes it can be like a bit daunting for them. Not so much daunting, but there's something that they're not used to doing. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all those people that, that really make a difference and help this thing happen. If Andy didn't decide to do this who the fuck would would you would i would anybody do this stuff would anybody go through the process and set this up and you know sometimes risk it maybe not there being a bigger crowd there and, and not get paid and would you would you do it you know so we've got to be thankful for these people that did put the time in you know and bands included by by that extension so then we came to the announcing the, the winners and it, it's it's it was a weird one because you know I really wanted to do it. 
That's the truth. I always promise to be truthful to you guys. I really want to do it, but it isn't my fucking show, remember? This is my show. That's Bloodstock. So Simon Hall gets to make the fucking announcements. He rightly fucking should do, you know. And, and he's just a consummate professional in every way. You're doing the raffle and stuff. And someone won VIP tickets to Bloodstock, which I think's fucking boss. Um, but anyway, so the, very quickly, Simon says about him not... Um, about breaking the rules straight away, like he said that you know there's only meant to be one winner, but he basically said that all the bands on there have made his shortlist, and I believe that as well. I don't think that that's bullshit. I don't think Simon's capable of bullshit. To be honest with you, I think you know that he was he was saying that all these bands are are now on his radar, and I think they are. I, th- I most definitely think they are. And he said instead of one band, he's going to choose one that's that's the winner, and then one band that was his guests. Uh, at Bloodstock so there was two people going so essentially the bands had like 50% chance of, of playing Bloodstock you know and you think like so you've had you had to play once in one of the heats and then once there they, these are fucking great odds to play Bloodstock if you're on the Liverpool metal scene and so the uh, the, the one of the guests that he suggested well suggested the, the one was Midnight Prophecy um, and right, rightly so you know, they if, if I he always say safe pair of hands and stuff, but rightly so that they were they're an act you could put on anywhere and they'll turn out a good performance. So I think that was more than well deserved. And then he announced the winners, and the winners were Maroon. And it was funny because even he said it wrong, which is cool because I've said it wrong, and I'm, so I'm not. You know, it's we're we're only human. Um, but yeah, and everybody, it always felt like you know that well, it was the right thing to do. They were on the heat, and on that night, they were they were the best band. Not that there's much in it, and rating bands is always obviously a futile task. But they were the they were the best band on that evening, uh, and they they t- totally deserve to go to Bloodstock. You know they totally do, and fuck knows what's gonna happen there for them. They're gonna be playing that stage. Lord knows what time, but. They're just gonna be. They're gonna come as a very fucking nasty surprise to some people who just be like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, and I think that not only did I mean there wasn't a band that I could say couldn't play Bloodstock, but Maru certainly and in my prophecy are just. The, the, the only way they're going to get better is by playing in front of a bigger crowd. That's the only way those bands are going to get better. And I suggest I'm going to link. Uh, I'm going to do connections on, obviously, all the way through this whole thing of, of various things. We're gonna, it's going to be like a fucking tag frenzy on this one because there's so many bands involved. Um, but I would suggest checking out the previous heats when I did the podcast for them because they were really enjoyable. The preview for this show, definitely, and obviously this show as well that you're listening to now. If you if you feel strongly about, you know, you think other bands sh- should have won, well, you know, put that there as well, like, you know, but also, you know, if there's bands that we should be checking out from a local scene, put them on as well. I'll tag Cy, Cy Hall in this as well. And, um, you know, it, it depends that every, anybody should be checking out and when are your next shows. And this isn't, what you've got to understand is that Metal to the Masses isn't the end the result. It's not the end thing. So you don't win and then off you go to Bloodstock and you play and that's the end fucking end of it. It's not that. This is a beginning for many reasons. Reason one, the band that plays Bloodstock, you know, Midnight Prophecy and Maru, potentially go on to play other stages, potentially work with management. They'll do a ton of press and stuff and all that type of thing. And they'll work with, with people. And that's the start of their career, you know. Ask Deified, ask Sertraline, ask these bands. This is what happens, you know. But there's also the bands that, that didn't win, if you will. Also shortlisted, they've now made it onto the radar of Bloodstock and Simon Hall and those type of people. They're on that radar. You've started your path as in the end by any stretch of the imagination. And also the bands that, that play and the, the people that go there. This is your chance now to start sending out invitations if you've got a show like the Anonymous have and Forlorn Hope. If you've got a show coming up, 
Start talking about that because you've opened the door now. You've got Andy at Deathwave now. He's going to put... Well, he always put shows on, but he's going to put shows on now. And you're like, OK, I quite like how that Metal to the Masters was ran. I quite like it. It was polished. I like the place. I want to come and see metal just for the purposes of seeing metal now. And for no other reason than to watch a great band. And Andy's going to start doing that as well now. So this is very much the, a bit a starting point. You know, you know when you see about bands and they go, oh, this so-and-so's band's played this huge set or so-and-so band's played Glastonbury or whatever it may be. And their record sales spike because of people going, oh, okay, I'll check them out. All the bands on these bills, you need to then go onto Facebook and follow the links that I'll connect you to and go and listen to them. And check them out. There is a fucking scene out there. And this is everywhere, not just in Merseyside. There is a scene everywhere. You have to go to a show and you have to get involved. You, you know, some of these acts may never get to record all of their music. They may only get like a single. So you're going to miss out on all this wealth of material. And I know what the argument is here now. It's like, oh, well, it can't be that good. I'm telling you now, there were songs played that I haven't heard and can't hear yet until this band, the band's recorded. And it were played and they were fucking incredible. They just were. So this is very much a starting point um, of, of, of an introduction to people that didn't realise there was a scene, to the bands that, that are kind of moving through and moving upwards uh, as well, and to the audience as a whole who realise that, that this is now... A sh- we, we put this show, I think, virtually every week. Was it every week? About every week, something like that. There's shows going on all the fucking time. I've, I've now got that many shows that I'm, I'm in the, the beautiful situation of having two or three shows on the same day. And I'm like, fucking hell, there's a choice now. And so people are saying metal is dead. They are wrong. People are saying there is a scene. There is, isn't a scene, I should say. They are also wrong. And people are saying that there's no quality out there and it's all sounding the same as shit. All these people are wrong. The only evidence I, 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 I afford to you, you, dear listener, is that you have to go and witness that evidence. It's not kept in a plastic bag somewhere. It's not documented on a piece of paper this is about as much much documentation as you're going to get to in order to see this you have to go and see it you actually have to go and experience it start checking out these bands start looking at what they're doing start you know showing that you're interested and don't do that fucking thing as well of say you're interested and then not show up for a fucking show you should you should take fucking interested away you're going or you're fucking not going make commitments fucking the anonymous have had that show for fucking i don't know three or four months say you're fucking going and, and fucking knock that out. And if anybody sees me just putting interest in any of the shows, switch it to, I'll switch it to going, because you should be fucking going to these shows and should be going and support live music as a whole. I said this to Andy, was on the last thing he said on the night, I was like, we are the only people that can keep this alive. And you, dear listener, if you're in a band or if you're a fan, you are the only people that can keep this alive. It's as simple as that. If we didn't have Metal to the Masses... What are we saying about the scene? But we do have Metal to the Masses. And there's going to be one next year. And that's going to keep on going. And there it is. And we have Andy to, to thank for that. And we have the fans and the bands to thank for that. You couldn't do it. Well, if the bands were shit, you couldn't put four shit bands on. It doesn't work like that. You know, the bands have all been amazing. And whether I'm at Bloodstock or not, that remains to be seen. I don't know. But I'd love to see what these bands when they come good and they kind of go on the stage, that's going to be, you know, a glorious moment to witness there. I'll probably do a Bloodstock preview as well, suggest the bands on there. Naturally, I'm going to suggest all the bands that played and one on the Merseyside Metal to the Masses. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the whole process. It's been eye-opening in a good way. 
uh, uh, hopefully I'll be asked back to do another one um, and if anybody has got any shows whether you want an MC or a compare of some kind please get in touch and I'm happy to do those as well uh, but for now and now more than ever when I say this I mean this I'll see you at the show and to play us out it's Reaper with Death Games <laughs> <laughs>